Welcome everyone back to the Tailgate Country Podcast. And actually, I'd like to welcome on uh, a bunch of new listeners. We've seen a lot of growth over the past couple of months. Um, and I feel like we haven't really kind of taken the time to be like, hey, this is what we're about. This is what to expect, especially if this is your first time listening. So at the Tailgate Country Podcast, we always have uh, artists on every week and we give them a platform to kind of tell their story and what they're about. We kind of dive into their influences and their steps along the way to becoming, you know, the artists that they are today. And we've had some really great guests on. We have another really great one for you today. Her name's Kylie Trout. Um, but before we dive into that, Brian, you have something for everybody listening, even the new listeners. Correct. Yeah. So whether you're a new listener or a experienced veteran, we have a special deal for you. We have teamed up with our friends over at Southern Creek Clothing. They are an outdoor apparel company founded in 2019. Southern Creek Clothing prides themselves on quality Southern apparel and great customer service. They are offering a special discount to every single one of our listeners. You can use the code TGCountry for 20% off on their website. TG Country, 20% off at southerncreekclothing.com. You can also find them on social media at Southern Creek Clothing. Um, I would highly recommend that you do. Their shirts are really comfortable. I wear, I actually am wearing it right now. Um, they're the comfort colors, so they're really nice. I recommend checking our buddy Landon over there. Um, he's doing some really great stuff. And before we get to our interview, um, Hunter, you would like to mention something. Yeah, we're on this um, cool new app called Clubhouse. It's kind of a networking app um but we're hoping to get some country music conversations going on over there um so if you have been invited to it or if you want to invite we've got a couple of invites um, oh we sure do oh yeah um so yeah keep go go over there follow us and um keep on the lookout for um some conversations we might be starting over there yep all right well let's dive on into it here is kylie trout All right, we'd like to welcome on a special guest. She's a Southern California native. Her name is Kylie Trout. Kylie, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing good. How are you? We're good. We're good. We're good, yeah. Um, good, good. You just had a birthday recently, if we're not mistaken. I did, actually, on Saturday, the 20th. <laughs> Happy belated birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. And it was a big one for you, right? 18? Yes, sir. 18. Wow. Welcome to being an adult. It yeah. goes downhill from here. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, that's what people tell me. They're like, welcome to having responsibilities. So I'm like, thank you, negative Nancy. Thank you. <laughs> no, in, in all seriousness for you, it's it's trending up. Um, you know, it's it's time, really time for your career to start taking off. And Brian, you want to get us started about that career? Of course. So start off by telling us who Kylie Trout is, what, who are some of your early influences and how did you start your career in music? Yeah. So I've grown up in Southern California all my life, born and raised. Um, I actually, I lived with my grandparents up until I was eight years old. Um, and they were the ones who really introduced me to country music. So I grew up on like nineties country. Like my favorites were Martina McBride, um, Toby Keith, George Strait. They're still my favorites. Um, and yeah, I, I'd always had a passion for music just because, um, 
I had some things growing up. My biological mom, she was abusive. So I haven't seen her since I was four years old. So that was hard for me growing up. And music was always kind of like my little niche and something I could go to, to, you know, remind myself that there's other people going through things just like me. And Kelly Pickler was another one of my big influences because her mom was in her life growing up. Um, and she has a song called I Wonder. And it's just, you know, saying, I wonder if my mom thinks about me. So that was something that I could really, really relate with. Um, and I just thought it was so amazing how she was so, you know, vulnerable and just put herself out there in her story. And I know that that must have helped a lot of other people because I know it helped me so much. Um, so that's always what I really wanted to do. Um, you know, as a singer, songwriter, get, get my stories out there and just hopefully help people. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how I got into music. How do you think growing up in California has influenced you? I think, you know, people, people hear, oh, you're from California. They don't really think of country music. Um, but there's actually, there's actually a pretty big country community out here. And where I live, I'm actually super fortunate because it's around me. I live in the Riverside area, um, of California and there's a big, big country group around here. Um, but I think it's also cool, you know, um, because there's so many different influences out in California, you know, there's different genres. And I feel like right now is a really cool time in music as well, where there's so many cross genre things. Um, and that's kind of what California country is to me, you know, it's like a, this mm -hmm. melting pot of a bunch of different genres. Um, so yeah, I think that's definitely helped me, you know, create like my own sound, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Um, have you been able to work much in Nashville yet or thought about that? Yeah, so I actually do all of my um, recording out in Nashville, my producers out in Nashville. Um, I work with writers out in Nashville quite a bit. Um, I hope to move out there someday, but I'm kind of, you know, I'm graduating high school this year, so I'm going to college out here um, as well and focusing on um, music still. Um, but I want to stay out here because it kind of, I feel like it's people move to Nashville too quick sometimes. Um, and I just want to make sure that, you know, I have my own, my own little brand going on and I don't get mixed in with everybody else. Um, but I love it out there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Stay out there and find your own sound. Yeah, exactly. So your latest release was called Can't Be Lonely. Um, yeah. Tell us about that one. This one, you know, I always like to write from personal experience. Like I said earlier, like I like to write about my stories. Um, so this one was definitely influenced by some, you know, relationships that I've been through, um, whatever, and just kind of finding like that self-worth and being like realizing that some people aren't worth your time or like, you know, your sadness or your thoughts if they aren't putting in the same amount of effort or energy that you're putting in. So that's what this song is about. And I just really wanted to, you know, get that message out there um, for other girls, you know, my age or younger or older um, and just finding that um, within yourself. Yeah. And I want to circle back really quick to, you know, the California country and working out in Nashville. So I think more so than almost any other state, California and Texas, those are the two kind of big where, their country music groups kind of, you know, they live and they thrive in those states. So how right. does going to Nashville, how do they receive the quote unquote California country out there? What did they think? 
Um, when you, I hate when I go out to Nashville and people ask me, oh, where are you from? Because you say California and they look at y'all weird. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've gotten different responses, but, um, you know, I feel like once you get, there's like a stereotypical California person and I feel like I'm not really like that. Um, so then once I talk to people, they're more accepting. <laughs> so your, your first release um, came out in 2019, Wish It Was Me, correct? Or Wish It Was With Me. Oh, goodness. Yes. <laughs> How have you uh, grown since you released your first song? Oh, let's just say I can't even listen to that song anymore without <laughs> just completely cringing. <laughs> I was like, oh. I wrote that when I was like, oh, like 14, I think. So wow. I'm like, yeah, yeah. It was a while ago. It feels like forever ago. Um, I guess it was only like four years ago. But that's still a long time. Um, so it's it's crazy, like listening to that and even like, you know, how much so the songwriting part has improved as well. Um, I listened to some of my old stuff and I'm like, dang, girl, that was so basic. Like you could have done so much. <laughs> <laughs> so it really really makes you realize like I have grown you know because it's like gradual and you don't really realize it within yourself um as as you're growing but looking back definitely definitely some growth there <laughs> yeah. well, when you when you wrote that song did you plan on releasing it or how did that all come to be um you know that's a good question I I feel like I was just um little heartbroken like freshman in high school um so I just <laughs> I wrote this song trying to get all my emotions out and then um that was kind of like I was at the point where I was like I do really want to you know go full force into music um and I had that song written and we just kind of kind of rolled with it I guess that's cool did the, yeah. did the song change at all since you know the day you wrote it or did you just kind of roll in with the same lyric sheet and you're like this is it yeah i think we kind of just rolled in with the same lyrics I, I feel like usually once you sit with the song it changes but with that one um i was still you know learning about the business and everything so we just kind of kept it the same how has your process changed when you write a song and produce it today versus how you you know did your first one um, well, with that one, my first couple songs, I didn't record out in Nashville. I actually recorded with my vocal coach at the time. She has, you know, her little studio in her house. Um, and actually, I, I wrote like half of that song. And then I went in with, um, her name is Lindsay Carrier. She, I haven't talked to her since then, actually. I haven't talked to her in a long time. Um, and we finished the song up and we actually finished writing it in that same little studio at my voice coach's house. Um, so, but you know, now I, well, now I write in my room for zoom calls and stuff. So, um, I guess that's changed a little bit. Um, but now, you know, I always go to Nashville to record and just the whole like aura out there. It's, it just, every time I go out to Nashville, it just reminds me of like why I do what I do. We'll move into um, one of your more recent songs, You and I. It's your most popular song according to Spotify streams at 141,000. So um, tell us a little bit about that. That one, that song, I refer to that song as like my baby now. I love that song just because it's, that was the very first song that we pushed to country radio. Um, and I still remember, I released that one on Valentine's Day back in 2020. So it's been over a year now. 
Um, and the week that I released it was the same week as country radio seminar out in Nashville. So I was out there, um, when they told me, you know, oh, your song, your song got accepted to Radio Disney Country. Um, so that was really, really cool for me. And my birthday was all in the same week. So it was just like, boom, 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 you know, song release. And then all these radio stations, Radio Disney Country, and then my birthday, and then it got on CMT. Um, so that song was really special to me. And I also have a music video out for that one. Um, and now um, it's kind of bittersweet looking back on the music video. Um, the main guy in it and actually on the cover um of the song it's i have this red firebird um in the background and that's actually that was my friend's car and he ended up getting in a really bad car accident um a few months after all that and he's still recovering now so it's it's wow. a little bittersweet looking at it but you know that song just holds so many so many memories would you say the song has exceeded your expectations and how it's been received um, yeah, I guess so. I mean, there was, you know, little old me, it was just like, oh, let's see what it does, you know, throw it out there, see what it does, see if people like it, see if radio likes it, see if streaming likes it, you know, and they did. And I remember coming back to the hotel room in Nashville and um, me and my dad were out there and we were playing Radio Disney Country to see if we heard it and it came on and that was just, it was really cool. So yeah, yeah, totally did. Yeah, that's awesome. I couldn't even imagine hearing my own voice on the radio. <laughs> it's, like, trippy. Just... <laughs> it's trippy. I'm like, oh man, who is that? <laughs> so I think, you know, from what I've taken, a big push uh, for artists nowadays, and I don't think you're any exception to this, is being on social media and being really involved in TikTok and Instagram in you know, everything that's out there. Too many for me to count. Um, so how has, you know, how has that changed your amount of streams how does that how do you think that it affects it and is there a specific uh social media platform that you think does more for your streams rather than others totally so you know pre-quarantine covid all that i mainly just focused on like instagram um i i if i'm being completely honest i still don't know how to work twitter i don't know how to work facebook i just kind of did it you know there's this like option on instagram where you can post to twitter and facebook so i always have those turned on that's <laughs> so with that um and i just go back and reply to comments on those but um instagram i definitely focused on that the most but then you know tiktok came along and it was this whole new thing and for a while i was just kept putting off tiktok and i was like eh, i don't want to do this like i don't want to think of videos i video ideas every day it's just not my thing um but you know my manager kept pushing me she was like come on kylie like get with it you gotta do it so i was like all right um and so i started doing tiktok and it was slow at first you know and then um i I had written this song, Can't Be Lonely, with, um, his name is Willie Morrison. He's out of Nashville. Awesome singer-songwriter. Um, wrote this song, and I actually had already recorded it out in Nashville, but we didn't have a plan or anything about releasing it. Um, but then I kept seeing, you know, Priscilla Black and, you know, that song F-150. Like, things just were blowing up on TikTok. We've seen so many artists come out of, like, quarantine. Like, and they're, you know, they're famous now. Um, it's crazy. So I posted a clip of Can't Be Lonely on TikTok and it ended up blowing up. I got like over 200,000 views overnight and I was just like, okay, yeah, I like TikTok now. So then <laughs> I started doing 
anymore. Um, and, you know, I got a bunch of followers from that and I just saw the streams going up. Um, and it's kind of when you get to the place where you see your numbers all around, like not just on one platform, but they go to everything. Like even my YouTube numbers have gone up so much. Um, and it's it's really cool because you also see, you know, oh, cool, these numbers are going up, but you also see how you touch people. Um, and, you know, I've gotten people, girls message me on TikTok and Instagram and all that saying, oh, I needed this song. Like your song helped me find my worth, got me out of this toxic relationship. Um, so TikTok is definitely an amazing, amazing platform for that. Um, and I, so I feel like I focus on that the most now. Yeah. And I've noticed that there's different demographics on the different social media platforms. Like, you know, Hunter's our TikTok guy. He's our resident TikTok guy because me and Brian are still holding out on that. But <laughs> I, you know, I feel like the younger crowd, the, the up and coming younger crowd is the ones that are just dominating TikTok. So have you noticed a difference in uh, demographics and maybe a difference in consumption of the social media between those demographics? Actually, does, I mean, tic- does TikTok let you see the demographic? I know Instagram does, but does TikTok give you the breakdown? Um, I think it does. I haven't really gone into depth on that yet. Um, I, I definitely should though, but it's funny cause TikTok, it's definitely gotten like, a, gotten me a younger demographic, like more like towards like my age, maybe like even younger. Um, but then there's also like, you know, middle-aged women on there that are just like man hating and they just love it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so like, it's kind of, it's kind of, there's a big you know, group, I guess, of different demographics that come from TikTok. It's funny. Yeah, TikTok's one of the, like, most valuable new social medias for new artists. Um, I was listening to, I think she was a manager talking about it, and she was saying that, like, if they won't even, like, look at an artist unless they have a TikTok, like, they just figure they need to put their time in on there, and because of how good it's doing for streams. Yeah, it's so it's so interesting too because it doesn't cost anything to market yourself on TikTok. No. It's free advertising essentially. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like that's the coolest thing. Like, like what I was saying, like just these random artists came out of 2020, and they have this big platform now. Um, and that's the cool thing about TikTok. It's like literally anybody can blow up on it. Yeah, like I think every video goes out to a hundred people. So like. You know those if enough of those hundred people like it then more and more people see it so right it's right. pretty cool yeah and we can assure you that your efforts not doing facebook aren't wasted <laughs> we've tried facebook and it's yeah. so bad i feel like we're gonna get blocked for this but <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good to know <laughs> yeah um so you're also a songwriter obviously you said that you've you've written your own songs do you do co-writes often or have you gotten the chance to do co-writes yet oh yeah totally I do co-writes probably I mean I feel like I do a good amount of like solo and co-writes but you know co-writes um I feel like they're always better just because you get more ideas that you might not think of um different minds put together I feel like that's always the best and who are your favorite people to co-write with or have been so far and you don't have to throw anybody under the bus or feel like you're omitting anybody, but like just some, of, maybe some of your most frequent co-writes. Most frequent, I would definitely say um, he's a great buddy of mine. Now his name is Jason Hamer. Um, he's awesome. I've written a lot of 
my songs with him. Um, and Willie Morrison, I mentioned earlier, we wrote Can't Be Lonely together. And um, we also have another one that um, I don't want to give too much away. <laughs> but um, we have another one that was in the works. And that one's really cool. He's super cool to work with um who else who else tom tippin um he's out of nashville he's a super cool guy too um you meet a lot of cool people it's it's hard to pick your you know your favorites yeah. i guess and are any of them local like do you like have you met anybody from near riverside or los angeles they're all nashville no i don't i don't ride with anybody from california literally nobody that's why it's so funny because people are complaining about you know doing zoom rights and um facetime rights and stuff and i was like i've always done that because <laughs> and i think it's so cool like i i get like you know when you're trying to play guitar and then there's other people like talking and the lag and everything but if you just get past that like if you really think about it you can work with anybody anywhere so i think it's it's really cool I think I can speak for all of us when we say we're so grateful that artists are doing these Zoom rights because I don't think anybody's had to like download Zoom. We don't get any like the technical questions or really technical difficulties on it. And that's how our entire podcast thrives. Like we don't exist without Zoom. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. So I got a fun question for you. If you could write, record, or release a song with any artist, um, doesn't matter what genre, dead or alive, who would it be and uh, why? Hmm. I feel like I, I always change my answer every time I get asked that question. Um, this time, I don't know why, but I'm, I'm going to go with George Strait just because I love him. Um, and he's always been, you know, one of my, he's the king. He's just the king. So George Strait would be an absolute honor. Yeah, I sure think is. I would say him as well. Yeah, that'd be a great experience. <laughs> I would. Oh my god, I would pay money to hear George Strait's latest single featuring Brian. <laughs> we yeah, can he, we can make it a group thing. Oh god, <laughs> Brian, we'll have your part sung by Kylie though, because you know, <laughs> that's talented. Fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I'm more of a back end guy anyway, so I'll write the lyrics <laughs> and uh, you guys can do the touring and all that. <laughs> right on, deal. <laughs> Yeah, living in living in Texas, just George Strait. It, I mean, he's so unavoidable, and I think that if you took a survey of, you know, ninety percent of people in Texas would probably say George Strait. So it's really nice to hear somebody from outside of Texas also also say George Strait. Totally, yes, totally. So outside of music, besides going to school, what are some of the things you like to do? Honestly, I'm kind of a boring person. <laughs> I feel like I. I just really focus on music and I feel like that just takes up like my whole life. Like when I'm not doing music stuff, like as in like work, um, I'm listening to music. So that's kind of like literally all I do, but like for fun, I guess I'll go on a drive and like go get coffee or something. And that's like, <laughs> I'll take a walk to the mailbox and I'm like, Oh, I had such a great day. Um, <laughs> like all I do. Honestly, during the pandemic, that's about all, uh, that, that's yeah. about all we can ask for is a walk to the mailbox. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wow, I got, I got dressed up today. I put on shoes to go outside. Yeah. <laughs> what? I'm tired now. I need a break. <laughs> yeah. I need a nap. I, I will say I've taken more naps lately. Like, oh, it's like bad. Like, I can't go a day without taking a nap now. And I just feel like I think my day. But I don't know. I only get ready to do interviews or TikTok videos. So, hey. 
Um, serious question because I don't I don't know if I've talked to anybody on here that's also that's like an actual like developed artist and also still a full-time student how how is that balance how does that balance go like I guess take us through like one of your days if you have a let's say you have a write or recording session like just take us through one of those days and what are some of the challenges I guess that being in school presents you with being an artist yeah so I guess it's different now you know like before say like last year um, I would go, I, I go to public school, so I would go to school every day, get out at like three o'clock. Um, and then I would have shows like every weekend. So sometimes, you know, I get picked up from school and then we would drive down the street, meet my dad, I'd hop in his truck and he would have all my equipment in his truck and we would just mob to the venue and I would go get like ready in the bathroom or like get ready wow. in the truck or something. Um, so yeah, it was pretty like go, go, go. Um, but now, you know, uh, I'm still doing school online, so everything's virtual. Um, and I get up in the morning, I have school from like eight to 11. So then I have the rest of my day free. Um, and if I'm being honest, like it's, it's been a lot easier lately because I have more free time in the day and, you know, I can, I can be listening to my teacher talk and I can be getting ready, you know, for something at like noon. Um, so yeah, just school in the morning and then make sure I'm ready and write and interviews. And I got to record, you know, my videos for TikTok every day. I have a bad habit. I always tell myself that I'm going to like have one day where I just knock out a bunch of videos and have a set video for every single day. But I never end up doing that. And I just do <laughs> one video because I can't think of anything else. <laughs> um, so that's like, that's like every day for me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you, you only go to school from eight to 11. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's like a block schedule. So I have five classes that are like mandatory. Um, so I have like two or three classes a day. And then on like Wednesdays, we just meet for like 20 minutes in each class and then you're out. And, um, usually like the work is due at like midnight. So I have like the rest of the night to knock out everything else, you know, do any chores if I have to do anything clean. Um, whatever so it gives me a lot more time yeah so they're actually preparing you for college unlike yeah. i'm assuming all the high schools we went to that's like yeah. nah nah eight to three minimum yeah yeah i assume all the schools are still online as well yeah around here they are so they're talking about going back um i i know that the elementary schools are they want to get back in person first um my little sister she's nine so she's in fourth grade so and I, it's just been it's so hard for the little kids you know like kids that are in like kindergarten and they don't know how to type or anything and then all of a sudden you know everything's online um so they're gonna be very tech savvy when they get older um I know like my little sister I thought I was good with the computer but she like she knows everything and I'm like geez like <laughs> I don't know like you're teaching me things um but yeah, I'm not sure. I, I doubt they'll get back in person by the end of this year. Hopefully next year. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what do you have uh, upcoming for the rest of the year? Um, the rest of the year, I hope to have an EP out or at least, you know, a bundle of songs. Because um, I've had a lot of time to, you know, put my ideas down and get some rights done. And I've, I have a handful of songs that are... Um, ready to go record so hopefully getting out to Nashville soon whenever I can um more music videos just more more content overall just putting 
you know, more of who I am out there because I feel like the quarantine thing, like it sucked in some aspects, but there was also, you know, pros that came out of it. Like I picked up the guitar, so I learned how to play guitar and that's just been, that was one of the best things I could have done. Um, playing guitar, you know, writing, all that. So now it's just about showing how much I've, you know, grown over this time. Um, and yeah, like I said, just putting more of who I am out there. Yeah. Well, we're looking forward to it. Thank you. And speaking of picking up the guitar, did you have the same issue in the first month that I think everybody has where like you go to bed and your fingers just ache, like the, the ends of your fingers are just <laughs> shredded and you're like, you know I, I'm not, I can't do this anymore. Build up calluses. Yes. You know <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you, and you want to give, give up every day and you're like, this sucks. I can't do anything. It sounds bad. My fingers hurt. Um, yep. but I'm like, yeah. is it worth it? <laughs> Should and, I just play piano instead? <laughs> <laughs> but you had plenty of time to play. So you've complete like you from the start, you know, you started back in March, last March of quarantine is yeah. what I was looking for. I would say before that. I, I got um I got a new guitar um for Christmas in twenty nineteen, but I didn't really know how to play it. I knew like a chord or two, but that's it. So then, you know, when quarantine hit and it's like, now you don't have your guitars with you anymore and you have to do these live stream shows, you got to do it yourself. And I feel like playing tracks just doesn't sound good. So I was like, I just got to do it. Um, and I'm so glad it just makes life so much easier. <laughs> yeah, I bet. So uh, before we set you free for the rest of the night, I want you to let everybody listening know again who you are, where they can find you on social media, on TikTok, on uh, streaming. Just let everybody know once again, you know, who you are, what you're about, and then uh, plug that, uh, plug your latest release one more time for us. All right. Yeah. So my name is Kylie Trout. You can find all my social medias um, at my website at kylietrout.com. Or all of my ads are just at the Kylie Trout. Um, and make sure you go stream my latest song, Can't Be Lonely. That's out on all streaming platforms. Um, and I have some music videos out on YouTube. You just look up Kylie Trout um, and you should see it. All right, Kylie. Well, thanks for hanging out with us today. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll have to talk to you again soon, as soon as uh, your next project comes out. Hopefully that EP. Yes. Thank you guys so much. All right. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. All right, that was our interview with Kylie Trout. What do you guys think? I thought it was pretty interesting to talk to somebody who's so entrenched in, you know, TikTok and social media and to kind of hear a different perspective because we usually get people that are a lot older than us, an older demographic. Um, and Kylie's in that kind of like prime TikTok using demographic. I sound, God, I sound like a millennial on that. I'm not a millennial. <laughs> but it's, <laughs> but it, it, it was interesting, right? TikTok always finds a way to come up in our conversations, but it is interesting to learn more and more about it every episode. Yeah, it's definitely like the most powerful tool for new artists. So I think we got to all get used to uh, watching it. It's here to stay. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I we kind of like mark the boxes. We're like, all right, talk about TikTok. Perfect. Okay. Priscilla Block came up. Perfect. Because that's just kind of how it goes. And there's, you know, yeah. there, there's certain quote unquote influencers that are now big artists like Priscilla Block that have really like they blossomed because of TikTok. So um, it was really interesting to hear it from another perspective as well as the uh, like, we always talk about like work-life balance, but I guess it's more school 
life work balance. It was kind of interesting. She, she mentioned on that too. Um, and I guess I never really thought of like, what if you're in school, but after school you literally get in your dad's van and you go to a gig like that's that's pretty incredible good yeah good for is. her yeah well uh thanks everyone for listening i hope you enjoyed the show if you did please leave us a five-star review it helps us become more visible helps us continue to grow um and provide better content for you we'd like to thank everybody that has been with us for a while and also all the new listeners here um you guys have really been awesome and we've we've loved bringing you along the journey so far uh don't worry that's not like hey we're done we got plenty of plenty of shows ahead of us um but let us know uh who you'd like to hear on the podcast if you have suggestions for artists maybe your favorite artist you're like hey i really like to hear more about them let us know let us know in the review that you leave us let us know on social media shoot us a dm comment on our pictures any way to get a hold of us uh, and let us know who you'd like to hear um but thank you everybody for listening and we will see you all right back here next week